Good morning, E3. It is day one of E3 2018, June 12th, 2018. I am Reed S. Albers. I'm your host of E3 Early Access. I'm here with Melanie Asherman, my partner in crime on E3 social media. Of course. Uh, how you doing, Melanie? I'm doing all right. I'm really excited for E3 to get started. The pressers this whole weekend of video game news and announcements has just been... Uh, it, it's been a lot to take in, and now Oof. the doors are about to open. Favorite announcement so far? What are you thinking? Ooh, favorite announcement has to be seeing Cyberpunk 2077. Yes, that was incredible. Um, that was such a... That, that was a trailer, let me tell you. Right? It's like Blade Runner, but a video game. I am really excited to see it. For me, I think my favorite announcement has been a lot of the studio acquisitions and also studio growth. It's something we're going to talk about a little bit with our guest, Rich Lagnisi from War Horse Studio. He's their U.S. community uh, manager, but Microsoft, in particular, five brand new studios on the first party roster, and all of them working on games and very unique and different games, too. Really can't wait to get on the floor and touch that. Speaking of the floor, where are you going to go first? You know, a lot of people are sitting there and thinking about it. They're listening to this and thinking about where they want to go first. Where would you go first? I'm really thinking that I want to hit up Square Enix's booth first. I got to play Kingdom Hearts 3. I got to see what it's all about. Yeah, Square Enix, Square Enix I really liked because I thought The Quiet Man, or what it, it was The Quiet Man is the name of the title, correct? That was yes. just, that was incredible. What an I don't interesting even, IP. I don't even quite under, have my head around it all the way yet. And so I just, I want to learn so much more about it. That's a new IP too from uh, Square Enix. That's, it, I'm just really impressed by that. And that's something that I thought was a big, big surprise from the show. Oh, definitely. What are you going to see on the show for? So, you know, I think for me, it was seeing Forza Horizon and knowing that they always have the car roll cage and multiple uh, video green set up, screen set up, and they have people watching. And it's so much fun because I'm actually quite good at Forza. <laughs> so that means that when I get into the thing, it looks like you. I know what I'm doing, but I have to watch like a lot of people who don't know what they're doing. So it's a lot of fun to see that, but also fun to just get behind power cars and behind the the big wheels and the big uh, big screens like that. So, but hey, Melanie, we're gonna bring in Rick Magnesi here from Warhorse Studios and chat with him a little bit about kind of how E3 is really impacting sort of video game culture and inserting itself into pop culture, if not bullying its way through and planting its flag, if not for a few years. Uh, it sure is. Video games have, in essence, taken over. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. We are joined by Rick Lagnisi from Warhorse Studios. He is their U.S. community manager. He's been working on Kingdom Come Deliverance for about the past two years. And thanks for coming on E3 Early Access with us. Thank you very much for having me. I'm glad to be here. So what what are you guys doing at E3 this year? What is what is your big E3 announcement? So yeah, this some of the things maybe I'll mention is some of the you know first times we've actually talked about it in more detail, which is kind of exciting. And we we are showing off our hard, hardcore mode, which is actually going to be uh, free content for everybody, which is great. And then we briefly mentioned that um, we're talking about from the ashes DLC. Which is really cool because a lot of it has been based on fan feedback where Henry gets to play as a bailiff. Mm-hmm. And he gets to make judgments and decisions on things in the town. And you even get to rebuild. People have been wondering what we're going to be actually rebuilding. Is it Privy Slavitz or Skelis? And it's actually going to be Privy Slavis indeed. And you mentioned something about yeah, like yeah, fan yeah. feedback really drove that DLC, yeah. and that kind of ties into a theme I wanted to talk about with uh, my, you and Melanie, is how E3 has this cultural impact, and what we really saw was 
fans getting acknowledged by companies on the stages. Uh, things fans wanted and things that fans have long been asking to kind of see on their consoles really getting some attention. It, how did that like come across to you at the Xbox show? I think it was fantastic because um, what a lot of gamers like uh, I've, I've noticed is the Sony has like really solid single player exclusive games and everyone was concerned with Microsoft with having more variety of <clears throat> exclusives and I think it was fantastic that they what was it five studios yes yeah five I new mean, studios five studios I mean you're talking like they are committed to making games for the gamers and, and of a variety they talked about a, a role playing game with um uh, I can't remember who it was at the at the top you know at the moment but the rumors were maybe Fable or something but either way there's more games coming Studios, I think that's huge. I mean, yeah, the best part was seeing the fan reaction, really. People were super happy to see that Microsoft had made so many acquisitions and are excited mm. for the bright future ahead. And I think that really shows the power of E3 as a fan show. Yeah, yeah and, you know, looking at how what Bethesda's talked about, what Ubi's talked about, and what Sony's done, they, they really take the fans into account. And a part of that is because the fans really drive the culture of video games, and they've made video games almost this tremendous pop culture influence like Melanie what do you what are your thoughts on kind of how pop culture and E3 have collided now uh, I think that pop culture is really if anything being shaped by what we do in our industry and how we react we're taking everything from pop culture you can use a gift from a cartoon from an old TV show from an old movie to react to oppressor and that's going to go viral and intrinsically entwine the two together Sure. You see that a lot on social, where communities will pick up on other memes and attach them to games. And you're a social man or a community manager yourself. Yeah. How does? <clears throat> I mean, I remember once I saw you tweet about a uh, patch or a add-on someone had made where every character got turned into Henry in the game, and it was uh, in Kingdom Come, and it was just like went kind of viral, and everyone had fun with yeah, it. Yeah, like, yeah, You see that happen every day in your yes. work. Like, how does that? How does that affect you, or how you game plan for how you're going to make? You're going to release your games, or you know, market them. Well, well, the one thing is, you said something about uh, memes, and we have one of the most fantastic and hilarious communities with Henry. You can do all sorts of memes with this guy. Um, and one of the things is, like, again, with months and months of uh, me just... I'm always learning. I'm always learning how to work with the community and implementing, like, because whether it's mods or whether it's just things that with the culture of that time and present day and how we can try and make that into some good extra content for for the for our fans, for the consumer. Yeah, and if you look at the trending lists on Twitter and Facebook and on Instagram, E3 is everywhere, it's video games everywhere, uh, even celebrities. We know the Fortnite event is this massive, 50 uh, esports, Planet Gamer celebrities, 50... Uh, celebrity, like celebrity celebrities, but it's just so neat to see all the celebrities engaging with E3 or watching E3 and, you know, just being a part of it. And did, did you ever think you would see a time where you would see like an uh, NBA star? wanting to play Fortnite and being really proud of playing Fortnite and also like watching E3 like just waiting for more announcements about their favorite game. So if I may share with you something on this, yes. I had Post Malone follow me on Twitter and I you knew I already told him this because we've been talking and I told him I said um I didn't know who he was when he followed me, okay? I didn't even know who he was. So I was messaging him because I'm like, wow, man, this is like, he's not following me because of me, obviously, <laughs> but because of the game, Kingdom Come Deliverance. And he was talking about how much he loved it. He's really into medieval armor. And we just got talking and talking so much sore. I actually went and saw him and hung out with him at a, uh, one of his concerts and, and Darien Lake. And man, he just couldn't get enough of the game. Mm -hmm. And we've been able to talk a lot about that. And I just love the celebrities, you know, talking about the games. He was actually really excited about Fallout 70. Mm -hmm. And it, it's it's really good for the industry because it's not just 
gamers, it's more than that now. Yeah, it's people who've grown up gamers, and this is just normal to them. And E3 is like a summer break holiday of video games to them, in a sense, of waiting for what's going to be what we're going to be playing next. Uh, you know, Melanie, like, who else did we kind of, we've seen? Chrissy Teigen, right? Chrissy Teigen wanted to come and see the Nintendo booth. She actually showed up at CES and tweeted about, well, where's Nintendo? That's what I came for. And I hope that she comes here to see the Nintendo booth this year. Yeah, she brings her husband, John Legend, too, because, you know, power couple right there. Oh, definitely. Mm, Love that. But but that's just something, it's like a, a supermodel talking about Nintendo going to a show like CES or coming to a show like E3, that just, normally you'd have to pay them to come do that. Now it's just part of something they want to do or something that's exciting to them. And I just find that really interesting. Absolutely. So, But you, there's more than that. Um, politicians are also playing. Jared Polis from Washington is a gamer. He plays like Maokai on Dota 2. Yeah. Uh, there was an article in Politico about how like uh, more than just your gamers are playing in Washington, D.C. and stuff. Like, does that surprise you at all that gaming has intersected not just into pop culture but into like corporate life where you know you're in your office and you got a lot of gamers there even if you're not in a game studio I somehow you know I'm not surprised because what I think is that now that celebrities have more come out now this is becoming more popular and then Twitch streaming over the course of what how many years has Twitch been around seven eight years now or whatever Mm -hmm. it's like people are coming out of the closet now as I'm a gamer too you know like that's something that I think that's really really cool so so Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, video games are out there for everyone. You think about being able to play and stream a game for an entire audience, being able to bring your friends from across the country into a multiplayer game with you, it's the most engaging form of social media. Yeah, and that's something like kind of a phrase that uh, had been said by a, a woman named Mary Meeker. She said, video games are the most engaging form of social media today. And I thought about that, and I'd like to get your thoughts on it, because you're a community manager, is how video games really serve as a way to build community and friendships and build something. I'm in your Discord channel for Kingdom Come, and I'm always amazed at how active it is. Even the, go- the game's been long out, and I've like played it, and then not played it for a bit, and played it, but this mm-hmm. community goes on, and it persists, and they're watching E3 together yeah. as a yeah, community, sure. you know? It, it's a really good form of therapy, if you will. I, I It's amazing. Um, I'm, I'm in so many Discord channels now and uh, servers whatever and and Reddit and Steam and so people talk and they, they then they start talking about even other things and it's just a way to bring everyone together to have one major common interest because let's face it today there's a lot of stuff going on in this world right so we can all focus on something we love mm-hmm. and that stems from other things but I think we focus on the, the cool stuff man so well, well I want to get you going because I know we've got a busy day here at the show uh, and you've got a lot to do but hard mode is one of our famous ESA cast questions where we ask you a question and we want a gut reaction answer just no thinking about it go my question is uh, we were together on Sunday for Xbox and Bethesda. What was your favorite announcement from that day? Go. Oh, my goodness. Uh, um, uh, uh, Gears of War 5. Yeah, Gears, Gears of War 5. I know Why? that. Why? Because I absolutely love Gears of War. I love the hardcore multiplayer competition. I'm not as good as I used to be, mm-hmm. but Gears of War 5. I, I love Gears. Did you like uh, the Did you like the shift where they're taking the perspective kind of away from JD and Marcus Phoenix and moving to a female lead character and almost kind of bringing in a little more depth to the world that they're building there? Yeah, you know, I... <clears throat> Excuse me. I love the ever-expanding universe in Gears of War, and I, and I love just mainly. I just love the game. I, I don't even care who was I play as. I am just so excited to play the game. What about the Funko Pop one? Did that catch you off? Uh, did that catch you by surprise? That was a fun, cool teaser thing. Like, okay, 
you definitely are showing Gears of War 5, but that was funny. That was cool. <laughs> I, I almost felt like there should have been a pregnant pause of, like, are, they are going to show Gears of War 5, right? Like, right, right? Right, right. And then the chainsaw does this thing. So, but, hey, Rick, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure talking with you. We're overlooking the E3 show floor, and it's yeah. just beautiful, yeah. and I can't wait to get out there myself. Melanie, any other last things for Rick or thoughts about E3 and pop culture here? Do you have a release date for the Kingdom Come DLC? Uh, to, stay tuned. We, All we right. will oh, soon, stay soon. tuned. But there'll right. be more details throughout E3. What, what if we could like what if we were to give you some money so we could break it here and say we leaked out the date to, or stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Rick. We really Thank appreciate you. it and we'll see you out on the floor, okay? Thank you. Well, thanks again to Rick Lagnisi from Warhorse for coming on E3 Early Access and talking with us about Kingdom Come Deliverance, the DLC that they're going to be releasing later, and just the cultural impact of E3. That was that was just really great. I love talking to him. He was a great guest. I was, and so be sure to check him out on Twitter and check out Warhorse Studios on Twitter. For you guys, we're about to just go and get ready to do this show thing. A few things we wanted to call out for E3 2018 Day 1. Kenny Omega and Xavier Woods, wrestlers from the WWE. Uh, Kenny Omega, former New Japan World Wrestling title holder. These are like super popular wrestlers. Also happen to be major Street Fighter fans. They're going to have a showdown at the Capcom booth uh, on the little Capcom stage playing Street Fighter V. I don't want to miss that. They, they are Wrestlers have such big personalities. They're going to make it more than just a Street Fighter match. Oh, definitely not. And once you've seen that, be sure to head over to the Novo at LA Live to catch E3 Coliseum. There's going to be a ton of great panels hosted by Jeff Keighley. You don't want to miss it. Yeah, Jeff's got a great roster of people for E3 Coliseum. I... I there's quite a few panels I personally am hoping he can save me a seat for because I want to get to them. Uh, it is There's maps on the website, e3expo.com, to help you find that if you're looking how to get from the show floor to the E3 Coliseum. Uh, Melanie, thank you so much for the day one. And you ready for this? Of course I am. I'm super excited. And we'll see you on day two.